Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Target Field in Minneapolis where the Indians are in the midst of a four-game series that began on Thursday night, concludes on Sunday afternoon. The Tribe at one point had a six-game win streak before Friday night's defeat in Minneapolis, playing some exciting high-scoring baseball, somewhat unexpectedly based on the reputation of the pitching staff heading into the season, but some bullpen issues have uh, caused the Indians to be a team that needs to score some runs, and they sure have, especially over the last month of the season, the month of May. They have been the highest-scoring team in Major League Baseball. Coming up on this week's show, we will hear from Indians outfielder Greg Allen, who's made a, a great impression on this team in a very short period of time after being called up from the minor leagues. We'll also check in with Tribe closer Cody Allen, who has been a bright spot in an inconsistent bullpen. We'll hear from Evan Marshall, who's trying to take advantage of an opportunity in the Tribe pen. And we will also hear from Indians reliever Andrew Miller, who is on the disabled list, but certainly optimistic that he will be able to return soon and be the kind of pitcher who can be dominant and certainly help a bullpen that needs that extra dominant arm. But first, we get right into our week in review, the week gone by that featured a portion of a six-game win streak. And it begins on Memorial Day Monday afternoon. The Indians taking on the White Sox for the first time this season, a day after an amazing 14-inning comeback win over the Astros. And it was the White Sox in town for three games. Adam Plutko on the mound for the Indians. And it was the White Sox getting off to the quick start as they scored in three of the first four innings, jumping out to a 5-1 to lead. But once the Indians got it rolling, they got back into the game quickly. In the fifth inning, trailing 5-2, to two, the bases were loaded for Edwin Encarnacion. Here comes his 0-1. Swung on, popped up right side. Way up there, shallow right, long run for anyone. Still coming, and the ball is dropped. The right fielder dropped it. Three runs will score. Allen, Lindor, Brantley. And just like that, this game is tied on a dropped pop-up in shallow right. Unbelievable. And the very next batter, Yonder Alonso, put the Tribe in front. Here's his pitch, and it's swung on, driven. High and deep to right center, way back there, and that ball bangs off the base of the wall. That'll score Encarnacion into second with an RBI double, Yonder Alonso. And the Indians have scored four times to take the lead here in the fifth inning. The Indians scored one more run in that fifth inning thanks to a White Sox error, and a Francisco Lindor RBI in the sixth made it 8-5. to five. 
Then in the seventh, it was Encarnacion with another big blow. The next offering from Beck. And it's swung out and hammered! Deep left center field! It is gone! Edwin Encarnacion with a laser to left center that gets over the 19-foot wall. His 12th bomb of the year. He has a four RBI day. And the Indians have a 9-5 lead as they have now scored eight unanswered runs. That made it 9-5 Tribe. 9-6 would be the final score as the Indians open their three-game series over the White Sox with a win. Tuesday, another victory against Chicago. The Indians leading this one 2-1 in the third inning when Michael Brantley, who in the first inning had already extended his hit streak to 18 games, was looking to add to the lead. Brantley with a drive, deep center field. Back goes Engel, he's at the wall, he leaps and it is gone! Michael Brantley to dead center. His ninth home run and the Indians have a three to one lead. So Brantley, who extended his hitting streak to a major league best 18 games with a single in the first, it's a solo blast to dead center here in the third. Then in the fifth, Greg Allen led off with a double. Francisco Lindor drove him in to make it 4-1. to one. And then it was Jose Ramirez. The 1-0. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Way back. Home run, Jose Ramirez. Number 16 for Ramirez as he continues to put up outstanding numbers and the Indians now lead it five to one. And the Indians would put this one away in the seventh thanks to Jason Kipnis. The pitch, Kipnis with a high drive. This is hit to deep right center, it's gone! Jason Kipnis finally gets rewarded. Nobody robs him this time. A solo home run to right center, and the Indians have their third solo homer of the night, and they now lead this ballgame 7-1. 7-3 would be the final score. The Indians making it two straight over Chicago, four in a row overall, heading into Wednesday's matinee at Progressive Field, and the offense continued with Corey Kluber on the mound this time. We start with Michael Brandley, Extending his hit streak once again in the first inning. The pitch. Brantley bangs one up the middle. There's a 19-game hitting streak. Allen will stop at second on the single to center. So Michael Brantley now with a major league best 19-game hitting streak this year. And Michael Brantley is making sure there's no suspense, at least recently. Because so far in this series, Michael Brantley has had a single in the first inning of all three games to extend his hitting streak. How about that for Michael Brantley? Longest major league hit streak this season. In the third inning, already 3-0 for the Tribe when Melky Cabrera came through. A swing and a line drive to right field and diving is Polka. Didn't catch it. Ball gets by him, rolls towards the track. Ramirez scores, Encarnacion scores, Alonso to third, and Melky Cabrera with a two-run double on a sinking liner to right. 
that Polka dove at but couldn't make the catch on. So Cabrera had three RBIs all season, has three RBIs after two at bats today. Then in the fourth, it was Jose Ramirez. Now the 3 2. Swung on, there's a high fly ball. Deep right field, way back. Home run, Jose Ramirez. Number 17 for Jose Ramirez. His torrid stretch continues. Eight nothing try. You cannot leave a pitch out over the plate to Jose Ramirez or he will lose it and he did right there a bomb into the lower stands in right center and the next batter was Edwin Encarnacion the 2-1 pitch swung on there's a high fly ball deep right center way back there and it's gone home run Encarnacion Indians go back to back here in the fourth inning, nine-nothing tribe. And after that, smooth sailing on the mound for Corey Kluber. Kluber, first base side of the rubber, pumps, delivers, and a swing and a miss. And Kluber has his fourth double-digit strikeout game of the year. Number 10 for Corey Kluber. The final, nine-to-one tribe as Kluber won his eighth game on the season. Thursday, on to Minnesota. And the opener of a four-game series against the Twins, a team that, well, heading into the season, figured to be a challenger for the Central Division title with the Tribe, but the Twins have been off to a slow start, and the Indians would take advantage in a big way early. But Thursday, the big story was the Major League debut for Shane Bieber. Well, you never know it by the way he looked early in this one. He's into the line, the 2-2, swing, and a miss, strike three. Bieber opens his major league career with a strikeout. And Jan Combs immediately turns, gets a new baseball from home plate umpire Jason Visconti, and then flips that strikeout pitch baseball over to the Indians' dugout. They'll save that one. And the Indians' offense would help out the young starting pitcher as they scored three runs in the first inning, and they were looking for more in the fourth with two men on and Francisco Lindor at the plate. Here's the pitch to Lindor. He swings and launches one high in the air, deep right field, does it have enough? Kepler is back, and it's a home run! Francisco Lindor! It's a three-run shot, and the Tribe has opened up a 6-0 lead. Two batters later, Jose Ramirez did it again. Here's the 0-1. Swung on, line drive, deep right field. Back is Kepler looking up, and that one is in the stands. Home run, Jose Ramirez. And the Indians continue to pour it on here in Minneapolis. 7-0 Tribe. Number 18 for Jose Ramirez. He is now in a tie for the league lead with Mike Trout and J.D. Martinez. Now, Bieber was outstanding early on, but he got into some trouble in the fifth and sixth innings and ended up leaving after five and two-thirds with an eight-to-four lead. But once again, after a promising week for the bullpen, they did struggle on this night, and the Twins scored four runs in the seventh inning to tie the game at eight. 
But that tie game didn't stay that way long. Is in the top half of the eighth inning, Lindor batting already with a home run and two doubles. Well, he was looking for more. Here's the pitch. Lindor drives it to dead center. This is hit well. Way back, and it is gone. Home run, Lindor. And the Tribe is back in front. Second home run on the night for Frankie Lindor. And the Indians now lead it 9-8. Just incredible what Lindor has done this season. Second time this season that Lindor has had two doubles and two home runs in the same game, and that is a rarity. It's never been done in the same month, which Lindor has done it in, in Major League Baseball history. Now, in the ninth inning, Indians leading by a run. Cody Allen was on to close it out. Cody Allen into the wide. Here's his 2-2. Swing and a miss, strike three, and Allen slams the door, and the Indians win it 9-8. What a wild ride tonight at Target Field. So the Indians won it on Thursday night by a final score of 9-8. Friday, the win streak goes by the boards. It ends at six games as the Twins come back with a 7-4 victory at Target Field. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Indians outfielder Greg Allen. He had the biggest hit of his young career on Sunday late in the day. We'll tell you about it when we come back after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors. Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell him to play for Layman Young, I guarantee you the meat on that burrito ain't going to light the candle. Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, everyone. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Target Field in Minneapolis, where the Indians are taking on the Twins this weekend. Last Sunday, what a game at Progressive Field between the Indians and the Astros. The final meeting of the season between two teams that have high hopes in terms of uh, meeting in the postseason, perhaps. And uh, they finished up their season series with a wild one on Sunday as the game went 14 innings. It was tied at 9 in the bottom of the 14th. And Greg Allen, just up from the minor leagues, became an unlikely hero. The pitch, Allen with a long drive! Deep right field! Game winner! from Brad Peacock and a home plate mobbing coming up for Gregory Allen how about this ball game the Indians tie it with five in the ninth yonder Alonso tied it with another home run in the 13th and Greg Allen gives the Indians their second walk-off win of the year on a no doubt about it blast to right field on the first pitch from Brad Peacock. So the Indians win it in 14 thanks to Allen's first home run on the season, his first ever walk-off hit dating back to high school and beyond. Certainly a memorable moment for him and we caught up with him the next day and well, we asked him how much his phone was blowing up overnight 
after his game-winning home run in the 14th inning on Sunday. It was definitely a special moment, one um, that I'm glad that I had the chance to share with the team. Uh, just the way that that game kind of unfolded for us and us battling back. Um, like you said, you can point to so many great at-bats, starting with Hosey's there in the ninth, um, to be able to get us to that point. Uh, so I think it was just uh, definitely grateful to be a part of that. You're a, a fair ways down the order from him, but is there a, an after effect when, when there is that type of at-bat on the other hitters in the lineup? Absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, the resiliency that he showed uh, was definitely infectious. Um, just, you know, you know the never-quit attitude. Um, he grinded out a very, very tough A.B. saw. Uh, you know, 17 pitches and eventually uh, came up with that double. Um, so I think that definitely gave our, you know, our team a spark. And, uh, you know, I think the rest of the offense is able to fall suit. And we're talking um, a walk-off home run never, even going back to Little League. And uh, maybe not walk-off hit either, mm -hmm. you, you were mentioning. Uh, what was that feeling like circling the bases and then seeing your teammates waiting at home plate? It was awesome. Uh, again, I think I just got to give all the glory and praise to God. It was, uh, it was nice just to be able to contribute. Um, you know, you saw guys, you know, contributing all throughout that lineup, especially in those later innings. Guys coming off the bench, Eric Gonzalez um, had a phenomenal bat to get a hit um, in a pitch hit situation. Uh, you know, both Frankie and Brant had two out, two strike knocks um, to even get us to that point. So um, it was definitely something special, and, uh, you know, just glad I was able to help the team win. Oh, Greg, great, uh, great going yesterday. Thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That is Greg Allen, Indians outfielder, who has been just tremendous. In fact, through games of Friday night, he had a seven-game hit streak, was hitting close to 400 during that time, and has uh, really made a name for himself on this Indians roster and has taken away some playing time from others as he's been the everyday center fielder of late. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll visit with Cody Allen, Indians closer, after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Target Field in Minneapolis where the Indians and Twins are having at it. Four games over the weekend. They are going to play Saturday afternoon with a 4-10 first pitch and also Sunday afternoon a 2-10 first pitch for the series finale and, of course, radio coverage on the Indians radio network. Check your local listings for your station. But uh, the Indians and Twins wrapping up their series Sunday and then the Tribe heads home off day Monday and a two-game homestand, two games against the Milwaukee Brewers, some interleague play on Tuesday night and then Wednesday afternoon at Progressive Field. Well, Cody Allen has uh, had another fine season for the Indians. He's 10 for 11 in save opportunities, and a lot of those saves have come in multiple innings, not the traditional just the ninth inning that is uh, so commonplace nowadays. The Indians have leaned on Allen through some bullpen difficulties to come on several times in the eighth inning for multiple out saves, and he has done the job for the most part. And when we caught up with Allen late this week, we asked him how he was holding up under some unusual circumstances early in the season from what he's used to. Yeah, I, I mean, the weather's heating up. You know, this is normally a time of year where I start to feel get into a groove a little bit. You know, I've always kind of been a slow starter. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel good, um, you know, kind of getting some consistent work. Uh, there's been really good dialogue between myself and Scott Atchison and 
uh, Tito and Carl Willis about how everybody's feeling. And, and you know, that's one thing that Tito has always done a tremendous job of uh, with his bullpen guys is communicating just how guys are feeling and, and being able to try and put them in uh, in certain spots or in certain times when, you know, this might be a good time to lean on this guy a little bit more because he's feeling pretty good or somebody else is feeling pretty bad. So just trying to protect the group as a whole, uh, they do a pretty good job of. And a game like last night, obviously you were well prepared when you came in, but I would imagine midway through you, you might be thinking, well, night off perhaps tonight, but uh, how much of it do you have to always trick yourself to think that, hey, I, I could get in there at some point in time? Yeah, you never want to just really totally check out uh, and sometimes it's it's harder to you know it's easier said than done uh, a game like last night was uh, you know had the feeling of you know we're we're gonna run away with this one we're gonna keep scoring we're gonna keep them right there you know we we've pitched really well the last you know four or five games and then uh, you know but uh, but a team like that you know it happened quick you know it happened in one inning uh, you know it was basically just single single homer right there to, to kind of lock it up and then you, you know you had back-to-back homers I think on three pitches uh, off Bieber off of a guy who for you know for four innings was just utterly dominant uh, and, then they, and then they clicked him a couple times but that's a good offense over there that, that's a playoff team from last year and um, that's what happens sometimes when you know you blink for a second you know you look up and you know you're in a dogfight. Cody Allen joining us Tribe Closer and, and you're a veteran down there and what can you do in that situation as the closer uh, when a, a bullpen has some ups and downs and, and players need some guidance? Do you feel comfortable in, in trying to help them through and, and provide some support there as, as they go through the ups and downs of the season? Well, I, I mean, everybody down there is a professional. Uh, you know, during the game, you know, you're just focusing on preparing and just going out and doing your job. There's no real pep talks or anything like that going on during the game. But there's a ton of dialogue and, and, and conversations that happen throughout the day. Uh, you know, organically, uh, just between pitchers while we're out shagging BP or we're inside playing cards. And that's kind of how, you know, you, you just feel like everybody kind of has each other's backs and, you know, everybody's rooting for everybody. And, uh, you know, if we see something that somebody else is doing that maybe is not their norm, you know, it's it's something that comes up in conversation naturally. Um, but there's no real, you know, meetings or, you know, kind of rah-rah speeches or anything that goes on. It's just, you know, just conversation that happens about baseball I mean everybody here is invested a hundred percent into what they're doing it's just trying to find the right recipe for success and there's been a lot of games uh, over the years and and even this season where the bullpen's been tremendous and it has saved the game for the Indians what does it mean to you when you hear starting pitchers uh, some of the position players say hey you know we're all in this together regardless of what happens um, along those lines how important is that to, to hear that every once in a while I mean, it's great, uh, you know, to, to feel like, you know, we're going to get through this together, like as a team, you know, and it's been unbelievable. Our, our rotation, our uh, position player group have been phenomenal of kind of like carrying us a little bit and, and, and like kind of easing us uh, into, you know, taking some pressure off where guys can go out there uh, and just kind of take the chains off per se and, and just go work. Uh, you know, it's earlier in the year when we were pitching well we were, we were pitching a lot of really really tight ball games really low scoring games uh, I felt like we were able to do the job for the most part uh, and then when things started to kind of go awry for us uh, you know our, it was right at the same time that our you know offense started clicking and scoring some runs for us so there's quite a few games there that we won and we didn't particularly pitch well and that was you know that was them picking us up and and uh, we have a tremendous club um, not only talent wise but but leadership-wise and, and just a lot of guys of high character and guys who just really want to win. 
And oh, by the way, last night was win number six in a row. Um, you starting to get a, a good feel for this team as far as how it's going and, and getting to that point in the season where the games start to mean a little bit more as we get deeper into it? I think I think there's a lot of confidence in there right now. I think guys, uh, I think a lot of guys know their role on this team, and, that, and, and we're starting to form our own identity as a club. Uh, which is always very important, especially as you get into the summer months, to, to really have that identity as a club. You know, a couple of years ago it was, you know, next man up. You know, last year it was, you know, grind away, grind away, and then all of a sudden we went 22 in a row. So, uh, we, we, you know, we're starting to figure out who we are. All right, Cody, thanks a lot for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Cody Allen, Tribe Closer, talking about the, the state of the bullpen and also the state of the ball club as we head into the month of June. Stay tuned. More to come as we continue on Tribe Talk from Minneapolis on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Evan Marshall out of Kansas State University, fourth round pick by Arizona seven years ago, has pitched in the big leagues with the D-backs, Seattle, and now the Tribe. Engel started the inning with a single. He's now at third with two down. The one-two pitch. A swing and a miss. Came back with a third straight changeup. Oh, what a job by Evan Marshall. Who knows, we may look back at this seventh inning later this season and say that was the turning point for Evan Marshall. Two on, nobody out, and what a job by Marshall to get out of it. That was Evan Marshall working out of a jam Tuesday night in a win over the White Sox as he tries to nail down some meaningful innings out of that bullpen and really give that pen a lift here in the month of June. But uh, Marshall, one of many candidates, is giving it a try, and uh, we had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week, the next day after he had pitched so well earlier in the week. And uh, we talked to him about getting out of a jam and, and what that means to get the results, even if he's throwing the baseball well, to back that up with good results. Man, it was, it was really enjoyable because uh, our offense came all the way back from behind, and and uh, you hand the ball, you hand the ball to the bullpen with the lead, and Tyler went in and set the tone with the pair of strikeouts, and I got to come in and finish and maybe do a little bit more of the same. Uh, but it really felt great. I mean, um, me personally, my job is to go out there and get them to hit the ball on the ground, and um, that's what they've been doing. And uh, you know, it takes a little bit of luck uh, for that ball on the ground to find a glove. You know, they got to hit. I can't make them hit it at somebody, but when they hit it on the ground, that's a win to me, and I just have to instill in myself that um, what they're doing will eventually find a glove. When you look at your season, whether it's here or Columbus, it, it seems like your stuff has been good. And how encouraged have you been by the start of this season, the first two months, on how you've been able to perform to get back up here and, and now pitch in some key spots? It, it has been uh, quite a great start. Um, really, I'd have to credit 
um, being around this big league bullpen through spring training because right at the end of spring I made a real small adjustment on some things I picked up that these guys do and it immediately translated to more swings and misses, more deception and um, you know for a month of AAA really good results and, and I owe it directly to just being around them to observe what they're doing. Evan Marshall joining us. Uh, Non-roster invite to spring training, not the easiest. And you mentioned some of the benefits of, of being in big league camp till the very end. Going through that process, frustrating at times or, or something where you just have to keep that, that good positive mindset even if you don't start the season with the big club? You know, uh, yeah, I guess you could say frustrating at times. But honestly, I was in it until the end as far as making the team. And that's like, uh, you know, dangling the carrot out in front of me a little, and it really kept me driving and going. And um, um, it, you, whether, whether you're on the club or you're not, it always helps to dangle something out in front of you to keep you motivated to go, and whether it's make another all-star appearance or just another zero, whatever it takes personally to drive you to want to be better. Uh, I think everyone has to find that, and all the good ones have found that. Uh, and being in spring all the way to the end, that's kind of what I had is just something out there to reach for. And if I keep throwing up zeros, good things will happen. And um, they told me that uh, they didn't like what they had to do at the end of camp, sending me down. But um, that if I continued to go down the path I was going, that they would be seeing me soon. And, you know, it, it took a month, but I just <laughs> kept, kept reaching for that goal. And uh, eventually I did find it. And sometimes in this game, life happens to the good and uh, you and your wife welcomed your first child uh, not too long ago what has that been like in the midst of all the craziness of, of going up and back between the major leagues minor leagues and now back again man uh, that was the most incredible experience uh, of my life he is four weeks old as of yesterday uh, and it's hard being apart um, just a couple you know the three days I got to be with them uh, when he was born and uh, just a pair of days since, um, I miss I miss my family. They they uh, they're getting along okay. My wife's been an incredible mother, and uh, but I miss her and I miss Ryan. I miss my dog. <laughs> um, but you know they'll be uh, mobile here soon enough. And um, the you know the thing for me is that I can try my best to solidify a, a presence here uh, and maybe get a little stability for them when they show up. But Welcoming him in Ryan in the world has just been uh, the greatest. I mean, you think you have your your goals lined up and all your purposes in life, and then uh, you get to hold him when he's, you know, 10 minutes old, and it just kind of changes everything. And uh, I don't want to say it really changed me as a person, but it certainly reoriented my goals about, you know, you want to be in this game for the, the – the glory or you know um, all these other things that don't really matter so much anymore I want to be in this game so my son can come to the ballpark and see me throw I think that'd be the coolest thing ever um, so it really just sort of changes why you do it but nonetheless uh, you want to do it well all right Evan thanks so much for the insight appreciate it I'm very happy to be here thank you that's Evan Marshall Indians reliever and uh, boy a great interview from him in terms of the emotion of what players go through sometimes that you don't see. You always see what happens on the mound and uh, in the batter's box, things like that. But away from the field, life happens a lot. And for him, a great moment earlier this season with uh, the arrival of a baby boy, he and his wife, Allie, now proud parents. And uh, that's a big deal to him. And, and what that means not only to him as, as a father now, but also in his baseball career and how that motivates him and pushes him 
hopefully to some really good things here with the Tribe this summer and in his major league career. Now, another key reliever for the Indians has been and will be Andrew Miller. Miller right now on the 10-day disabled list with a knee issue. He went to New York earlier this week to visit with a doctor there who checked the knee, and as he says in a meeting with the, the media prior to the series here in Minneapolis, things were promising after that meeting in New York with the doctors and the further examination on his knee. You know, that was good news. I think it's ultimately that, you know, there is not, you know, I saw a report the other day that I was hopeful to avoid surgery or something like that. I don't, none of that's been discussed. We're not, you know, anywhere near that. It's not something that's been brought up or being weighed. But, um, you know, I think just getting a plan in place, and I think we have a pretty good grasp of it. It doesn't mean we're not, you know, still looking for any sort of, you know, thing that can help me get over the edge. And, um, you know, I think, you know, looking back on it, I think coming back to hamstring, kind of took my mechanics a little out of whack and you know I, I didn't go on the deal I know it's, it says you know knee inflammation but I didn't go on the deal because I had like you know significant swelling or anything blew up or anything like that it was more I just felt like I couldn't execute my mechanics the way I wanted to so I think we've got a plan in place to address that and um, you know I, I think happy with you know certainly all the images and the uh, you know the talking to the doctors in Cleveland and you know the you know, doctor I checked I, I visited in New York but um, you know, for me, I think it's just more about coming back and, and having my legs under me in a good place, and I think we'll be okay. Have you guys set a timetable uh, at this point? Probably? No, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm still playing catch. I threw a flat ground today. I think the idea is hopefully be off the mound while we're here in Minnesota is my hope. I don't, you know, still agree with that. But, you know, the goal is to keep going, and I think it's more of, um, you know, we, we've tried to break down some video, and I've talked to Carl and, and Scott Atchison about, you know, maybe what they see, what we're trying to do, and some people in the front office. And, um, you know, I think as long as we kind of start building the process up the right way, I think it shouldn't take that long. This isn't something you feel every step you take? No, I think, you know, honestly, I think that, you know, they've done a great job of, you know, managing all that. I'm not out there pitching in pain. I feel good. My arm feels like a million bucks. That's part, part of what's frustrating about it is I feel, you know, the rest of my body feels as good as, as it ever has and you know the hamstring thing kind of think threw us off and it just uh you know i kind of fell into some bad habits and bad mechanics and not driving through the way i needed to and um you know trying to break down where that was coming from i felt like part of that was just you know maybe having the, the strength and the confidence in my knee and it, it wasn't because there was you know significant swelling or pain was a problem it was just i wasn't doing what i needed to do on my lower half and um you know i think a chance to kind of step back and you know, like I said, it doesn't mean we're not looking for anything that, that might help me. I think the biggest thing coming back is going to be just being strong and doing it the right way. Were you feeling the knee at all during spring, or is this something that just more be after the hamstring? I showed up, I mean, to be completely honest, I showed in the spring. My hope was that I wasn't going to have to, you know, do as much as I did down the stretch last year, and uh, I think we found out pretty quick that, you know, pitching, I, I think I need to stay on top of it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, when I went on the DL last year, there was – you know, you mentioned pain earlier. That that was a real thing that you know I was trying to pitch through. I haven't had that this year, so I think we've done a really good job of it. It's just you know more a matter of me going out there and, and you know being stronger and, and you know being able to kind of go through my mechanics in the way that I want to. And I feel like I keep saying that, but basically what I felt was I felt like my lower half just wasn't doing what it needed to do. I wasn't sticking my foot in the ground and, and, and driving into it and throwing the way I needed it to. And you know, whether that was just purely a confidence thing, whether there's something I can do to get better, we're working through that. But, you know, I think if I 
I can already tell from my catch the last few days and you know what I did today that you know, I think we're in a really good place. It's just a matter of me getting repetitions. Are you referring to keeping on top of the exercises? Like yeah, I, yeah, and I, I do. You know, I, I do have a taping program or you know thing that we're doing, and it's you know it, it's not that restrictive or anything. It's kind of more of a you know time killer. It's a pain in the butt for me to go in there and get done. I guess and, you know those four guys have to tape it every day, but um, yeah, I think. Uh, before the, the hamstring where you feel like you're in, in a good spot? Yeah, I, I mean, I told you guys when I had the hamstring strain, I kind of felt like I'd really, you know, unlocked something and I felt like I was ready to go on a run. But I think, you know, looking back on it, all the, all the adjustments I had made were I was kind of taking a shortcut and rather than making sure my lower half was strong and, and doing everything I needed to do, um, you know, I was kind of trying to cut corners here and there, and that's what I think led to the hamstring. And uh, you know, as unfortunate it was, maybe that was a wake-up call. And it's just we took the process to kind of figure that out. That's Andrew Miller with uh, some real positive outlooks here in terms of his comeback. Doesn't know quite when it will be as yet, but uh, certainly feeling optimistic here as he has thrown each of the days here in Minneapolis to try and speed up that comeback and get back on the mound as quickly as possible in a good spot in terms of feeling well and being able to pitch up to his capabilities. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in, as always. Next week, we will be on the road once again as the Indians back out on the road. They will be in Detroit playing the Tigers next weekend, so that's where Tribe Talk will originate from. Thanks to Brian Motze for putting together this week's show, and until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.